0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Tuesday, August twelfth, 2014. Uh, We're putting this out on Tuesday night, so you guys will be getting this for work on Wednesday like I promised before. Um, And I have a great show. I have a special show with a special guest comedian, comedian that you've heard on the show before, Um, Chris Lambert is here for, I believe, is this your third or fourth? I
1: think this is the third one, man. Third trifecta. Thanks for having me,
0: man. Um, No, no, thanks for being here. Um, You have a big show coming up that we're going to uh, talk about and promote. Uh, We always have a good conversation here. This time we won't argue about LeBron. Like I know we we get into those, but um, I do want to start the top of the show um, with the Robin Williams uh, tragedy that uh you know hit me last night I I, I on the phone I, I had no idea I got a I got a phone call from Giannis Pappas and uh Giannis has been on the show before uh, funny comic if you don't know him check him out and he was down and he said dude did you hear and I was like no and I just knew you know when somebody says that like there was just silence and his voice was quiet and he was like you know Robin Williams committed suicide and I was just like kind of just like, wow, like, you know, like, I'm like, it takes a second for me, yeah. like with those things, you know, um, and I just, you know, and then throughout the course of the night, seeing everybody's stories and tweets, and then turning on the TV and listening, um, what really got me was the fact that he's got three children. Yeah, I don't know if you were a huge Robin Williams fan. I'm not gonna lie and say that I was. To be honest, I really wasn't the biggest Robin Williams fan. Um, so much of you know of his stand up, uh, I definitely understood that he was a super super talent, insanely funny and good at what he did. Um, brilliant actor,
1: classically trained from Juilliard, outstanding. I wasn't a, the hugest Robin Williams fan, but I just appreciated his his talent. I mean, like you said, Goodwill Hunting. Jumanji. He played. He ran the gamut. He could do it all. Yeah. yeah. He could do it all. Even like a low key flick like One Hour Photo. I remember that. Insomnia. Like that's like one of uh, Insomnia with Pacino. Pacino. And and
0: I remember One Hour Photo where he just like imagined himself with the families and he was just that lonely guy. Yeah. Um, My favorite was Goodwill Hunting of him. I just just it was just so great. I mean, he played that Boston guy so great. Um, And you know, this is a big one. This is a big loss because it's not... I mean, I do think it does affect maybe the comedy community harder. You know, it it hits us a little harder just because so many of my friends, you know, um, met Robin Williams and and a lot of my friends started in San Francisco and he would pop in. And all gracious Mm stories, just stories about how gracious and how great and how nice... And people saying, oh, you mind uh, if I take a picture? And he'd be like, I'd love to, even at the end of a long day. All these people were tweeting. So um, that made me feel really bad. The fact that I'm a father and he had three kids, I couldn't imagine what they're going through. But no, I wasn't a huge Robin Williams fan. I didn't have to see his special. You know, there's some guys like Eddie right. like Eddie Murphy, I had to see his special. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, Chris Rock, Carlin, I would always watch it. If I came across Robin Williams' special I watched, and I would still be like, wow, this guy's really good at what, at what he did. So just really sad, awful for the comedy community and um, gotta be. couldn't imagine what his 25-year-old daughter and his two other kids are going through today. Um, I said something on Facebook, man, and uh, and it just goes to show you never know what's going on, but for somebody to have so much and a family and just have touched so many people's lives, to be that deeply sad and that down to do that um, it's just really really awful so rest in peace robin williams um, and uh, yeah i guess the best way to honor him is to laugh at his stand up and and watch his movies and stuff but uh, this is a this was a big one at 63 years old too didn't expect it you know right
1: it's he's a relatively young man and uh, it's it's sad but he's he did he served his purpose yes. i mean not to say we didn't we didn't want to see him go out but he he served his purpose as an artist and it, it's cliche to say, but he he made his mark, and yeah. and you, he lives on through his work. And I think that's what a lot of us in this industry, uh, in life, everybody in general is trying to leave their mark. And uh, he did that, and um, uh, you, we we celebrate his work. That's yeah, the that's the best what that's, thing you can do. Yeah,
0: I mean that's that's really the only thing that you could do is celebrate his you know his. And you know you make a good point, Chris, because I always think about that shit, like where I'm like. There's certain people that like give enough and it just gets to the point where maybe he just, you know, like maybe he felt he gave it. I mean, nobody knows what he's going through, but it's like his purpose was served. Right. You know, I agree with that. I think that, you know, yeah, he could have done a lot more. He could have went on to make more movies and done more comedy. But, you know, the guy obviously, you know, which which the weird thing was everybody close to him said that he did go with bouts of depression. But obviously nobody knew how bad it really was. So um, I just want to dedicate the top of the show to, to Robin Williams and his memory. And, uh, you know, because uh, truly a gifted man. Yeah. I mean, dude. I mean, He's an icon, and you know spur of the moment. Funny, like uh, one thing I did see last night that I, I didn't never saw before was his um, Oscar-winning speech
1: for *Good Will Hunting*. Yeah, what did he do? I, he just he remember.
0: just came up, and you could tell he was truly, truly, genuinely shocked, thrilled so happy you could tell in his face before they announced the winner he was looking up at the person presenting it and you could tell like you know when they show the squares of of all all the the faces Yeah. yeah you could tell like when he was looking he was like oh my god like if this happens it's gonna be incredible and when it happened he was just like visually elated yeah. He was visually elated and then he goes up and he just starts thanking people and he's talking to about his wife and he's he's you know he's shaking his head and he's doing all the things he's doing and then he says uh, he just just in Robin Williams fashion he's like oh to to you know Matt and Ben yeah. I still want to see ID and then like he just he, you know cuz they were really young but he just and then he would just go into a quick just joke and say something funny and then he you know he looked up at the sky and he talked to, about his dad and just the excitement and everything he was genuinely like wow it wasn't somebody that won one and was like it was. He was genuinely like, "Wow, I can't believe I just did that, and this is a huge moment for me in my life, and I really got a milestone here." So, um, but yeah, uh, I wasn't gonna be one of those people because we were talking about this earlier.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy because it's it's a sad thing that happens, but I don't know if maybe if it's because our Facebook feeds are inundated with other comedians. Yeah, and that might that could be it too. But then yeah. it's like everybody becomes. A self-help guru yeah. when something like this happens, and and it it, it it's sort of it, it just makes I get is, an easy feeling. There about was
0: something it nauseating, yeah, there was something nauseating about seeing a bunch of comedians going like call a self help it's like dude I'm a fucking grown man like I know that there's lines out there to call and I know that there's help out there and I get it some people here's the thing though as much as it could seem annoying I think a lot of those people genuinely do
1: I think they do like I think they
0: genuinely want to help and they genuinely feel bad and maybe they've went through it like Mm -hmm. that's the other thing too a lot of those people that put those you know suicide hotline numbers down and stuff maybe they went through it and they never really talked about it but then when they see somebody like Robin Williams take his own life they're like okay maybe this is a, a, you know an opportunity for me to say it. so I'm not trying to be a dick I know you're not yeah, trying to be a dick no. but a lot of people were just like you know please do this and please do that and it was like it's just like
1: on a special episode no, you told me by so, the bell. you
0: told me some shit funny shit that oh, Luis Lu- Gomez Lu- said Lewis
1: Gomez said he's like <laughs> <laughs> he said he said man I didn't know all these open micers knew Robin Williams. something yeah. along the
0: lines that, which of. Which is really funny because a lot of people, yeah, though. Everybody. Like, there were people at all different levels of comedy. Yeah. There were people, like, very beginning, who said that they knew him. Right. They're obviously, I mean, you're not going to talk about the, his, his friends, but on all different levels, people said that they met him. But the one reason, and I wasn't going to put anything on Twitter or Facebook, but then I read about the children. I just. Maybe having children myself, thinking of my own life. And, you know, you're just like, man, this guy gave so much. And I did want to say, how hurting I thought his kids must be, and rest in peace. And I did say that, um, I did say, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm a huge Rob Williams fan, but he was very talented, and, um, you know, that, I mean, what he gave, you know, he was he was a super talent, and his children uh, must be really hurting, and rest in peace to a giant. I did say that, because it started to hit me, and, and, and hearing my friends' voices and how devastated people got, it really lets you know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm on tour uh occasionally I go on tour this year this well I should say this is the first year we've been doing the all in tour with me Joe Bartnick and Jason Lawhead for the Monday morning podcast tour that we were doing uh that Burr was sponsoring and Joe Bartnick moved to San Francisco and started his like career I believe in San Francisco or, or spent years there and he said he moved to San Francisco because Robin Williams because mm-hmm. Robin Williams would just hop in and talk to guys and I heard that Robin Williams was really a guy that um would give you advice and talk shop with you and put himself on your level and just be genuine and nice.
1: It just goes to show you, like, all those people, you see people that he took pictures with, spent time with. It shows you that he, w- even though he was a superstar, he was still a man of the people. He would well, still hang out with right. people and everything like that.
0: Yeah, when I told you about the Helen Hong thing. Uh, comedian Helen Hong, she was a friend of mine in New York. She's out in L.A. now. Uh, shout out to Helen Hong, but, uh, she's, there's a picture of her. She had a picture cause all the pictures came out, Yeah, all yeah. the pictures come out and, um, she had a picture with him and she said, she wrote that, um, she ran into him, she saw him and it was at the end of his work day and he was done and tired. I guess she was on set somewhere. I don't know. I don't know where, what she was doing. But he was wrapping up a long day or something like that. Or he was done for the day. And then he, she's like, I'm not going to approach him. And the makeup people literally just go, no, he's lovely. Go up to him. Mm-hmm. And she went up to him and she said, you know, would you mind taking a picture? And he said, I'd love to. So it's like, you know, stuff like that is is really cool. So, uh, yeah, it's just a big, you know what? At the end of the day, man, we're going to get more of these. Yeah. You know, like, this, it's going to happen, you know, I, I remember where I was when Chris Farley, it came across the bottom of MTV, it scrolled yeah. across the bottom of the MTV ticker in 97, or I believe, I was up at college, and uh, it said, you know, and you just go, it just kind of hits you because... Was it
1: 97? No.
0: 98? Well, I think so earlier so- than that,
1: it had to be, I was in, ooh...
0: Well no, really? I graduated really? I graduated really? high school in 97. Okay. And then I started up college in 97. Okay, you're a And then years and older. then uh so uh that, what are you 20, How old are you?
1: I'm 34.
0: Yeah, I'm 35. I'm so sorry. you you graduated high school 96.
1: 98.
0: I'm, I'm sorry, you graduated high school 98. Yeah. I graduated high school. Yeah, so I'm Yeah, so I believe I I think the winter I think the you know what I w- the you, winter of ninety seven, right. dude. Okay, I think I think it was the winter of ninety seven or or very early ninety eight, but but uh, it was around that time where he passed yeah, away. Yeah, I was yeah. on
1: some at some kind of a. I remember I, I was in high school because I was at this all girls school like on a Saturday. Yeah. For some reason, taking a test, and I found out he died. Yeah. First celebrity death that really hit me was River Phoenix.
0: You know what? I remember. I remember that, but um, early nineties. Yeah, like, I think the first, I gotta say, the first one that really hit me was was mid to late 90s was Chris Farley, just because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was, I just, the SNL and the movies, Mm -hmm. and that was like Tommy Boy was really, you know, Tommy Boy and all that stuff, but, um, you know, this Robin Williams thing, I don't think really has seeped in. Like it, it's not. It, it's gonna take. It's gonna sting for a while. It's gonna yeah. take a while for for people and and stuff like that. And and I couldn't again again I couldn't imagine his family. So anyway, I did want to start the show with uh, talking about Robin Williams. And for my movies, like if I would say, you know what I liked from him, he was great in One Hour Photo. For me, his performance in Goodwill Hunting, yep. um was amazing. Yeah. And I didn't even realize, but he's the genie in Aladdin. Oh yeah. And like like I I, I know that, but it's but just you, you don't even think. Things. Think about right. it, and then all of a sudden you see the pictures like, "Oh my God, he was a genie and Aladdin and stuff like that." And uh, so uh, I don't think you could go wrong with really any of his. Any you of know, his I got to be honest, I never saw Jumanji. I
1: vaguely remember it. Okay. I mean, I don't. I can't say that I remember that frame for frame, but I just remember it being a. That's. A huge blockbuster.
0: Yeah. But I don't want to, you know, bring people down. I just want to say celebrate his life, Mm -hmm. watch his stand-up, watch his movies. And I can tell you this firsthand, even though I I wasn't fortunate enough to meet him and Cross paths, so many of my friends did. And there's not one story of this guy's a dick, this guy's an asshole. You know, you hear things about Chevy Chase, and it's the opposite. Like yeah. I, all, all you hear about Chevy Chase, every story. I don't think I've heard one good story about Chevy Chase. You know, it's just like uh, the guy was a dick. The guy was cold, and after a while, and being in the business, we kind of do hear firsthand from right. like really good sources. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, yeah. So celebrate uh, Robin Williams by by checking out his stuff and and his genius, and uh, and that's it. Um, all right. Well. Speaking of, I had something cool happen, and I'm sure uh, you know. I'm sure you could talk about this, but just so you guys know, we got a full show. Chris is here. Um, we're gonna have a great time. Uh, tonight we're actually sitting here uh up at my house. We had some dinner.
1: The Versy compound.
0: Yeah, we're up at the Versy compound if you want to call it that. We're up in the Versy uh, up in the in the up on the ranch with the land here. Doing it
1: big. We got Nick Jr on mute in the we, background. We got Nick
0: Jr on mute and we got some ice cold blue moons in our hand, but um we're going to have some unacceptables for you guys. Wait, hold
1: uh, on. Can we I can I just interject a little yeah, bit? Paul ahead. made this amazing uh, kielbasa omelet with uh what was it? With uh, onions, onions, sauteed yeah. onions, yeah, and some spices cheese, and it seems. was. I was impressed, man. I didn't know you. Yeah. I didn't know you. Could well, Chris was a true. Like
0: well, Chris was a trooper because he got here around uh, around five o'clock or so. Yeah. And um, I told him I was like, yeah, dude, I love to do the podcast, you know, and I-, I want you on the show. It's just, you know, I got the kids. My wife's coming home at a certain time. Then we're gonna have to eat, and the kids are gonna have to go to bed because I do it from my downstairs office. And uh, he was cool with it, but you know, time went by. The kids were kind of, you know, tired acting up, and I was like, I gotta cook. So we chopped up the Kabasi. I made. We made this huge omelet. We ate, and uh, now we're just sitting here having a good time, uh, and we're doing the show, and we're into the show. Like it wasn't one of these things where I gotta get the show. This is gonna be a good one. So sit back, relax, and get ready to uh, get a full episode here of the Versey Effect with um, my buddy as guest, Chris Lambert. Now something happened to me cool this weekend and you could talk about any experiences you had with oh you had an experience i I know you had a couple experiences with with the espn guy that you like and all that stuff um yeah so anyway something really cool happened um i was on my way i was running down i went down to queens uh to work on some new material i run down to queens get there in like an hour takes me 35 minutes to, to find a spot, which I never find. I had some dude holding a clipboard from the comedy club, stand by my car with the hazards on while it was illegally parked. I run into this fucking place to work on some new material. Six people in the crowd. Oh, okay, man. yeah. And one of my unacceptable... My unacceptable is about the parking situation there that I'll get to when we get into the unacceptables. I know you have one, too. But, um... So... Then I'm like, I got to get it up again tonight. So I leave Queens and I go to the stand and uh, I get a text from the stand saying, oh, you know, a Hall of Famer um, and giant legend Michael strands coming to the show. So I'm like, oh, cool. You know, I'm a Giants fan, whatever. That's cool. And that happens sometimes. You perform in front of people. So I'm like, whatever. He's going to come in, sit down in the crowd. You're not going to see him. So long story short, dude, we're standing there. Strahan, I guess, knew somebody on the show or helped get somebody on the show. He walks in. Their little entourage goes in after the show starts so people don't, you know,
1: you know what I mean? They right, they kind
0: of right. have it set up where he walks in at a certain time and, and leaves at a certain time. And uh, I'm going on stage, and here was the weird thing. I had to do new material, and I didn't want to sell out and not do new material because Michael Strahan or somebody yeah. was there. You know? So I'm saying to myself, there's a chance I'm going to eat my balls here for six minutes You know, what do I do? And I'm like, fuck it. You know what? If I got to throw one or two old ones in there, maybe. But I said, I'm sticking to 90% new. I got four or five jokes I need to do. You know, I need to get out of any kind of writing funk or whatever. I need to just bust this out. So Pete Lee goes before me and murders then I go on stage and I'm not gonna lie I have a fucking monster set and I hear Strahan laughing and all of his entourage in corner was laughing and it was so cool I was making fun of Brooklyn I was doing That's that stuff, stuff. Yeah, and, like that and, yeah. and, and and he was he was there and he was laughing and stuff and I was like shame on black people for letting these white people get away with what they're getting away with and he's like I hear that <laughs> Strahan laugh because you know I know him from the shows yeah. Kelly and uh, you know Kelly Rippa and he's Good Morning America now, he's on a yeah, Today he's Show he's I mean, he's on everything so I hear Strahan laughing and then the next guy goes up and he kills and all of a sudden this turns into like I'm sitting next to Pete Lee in the back we're going this this was this was a great show to go to so we're outside and um Stan's
1: yeah. a great place to perform
0: oh man the stand is a great place to perform and, and I see comedians taking pictures with him and I'm not one of those guys but I'm like man he's a giant so I mean that would be cool so he came outside and uh his buddy was like hey no no he's not taking pictures tonight he meant with people like that were the show and yeah, the, and the public, but he right. didn't mean he meant civilians. I should yeah, say yeah. he didn't mean people that like perform and stuff. Right. So he was there and um, he looked at his buddy and he goes, "Man, I was nervous for you." And I kind of laughed and go. He said he was nervous for him. And then Strahan turned to me, and he goes, "Oh, good job, man!" And he put his hand out, he shook my hand, and we were talking. I said, "Man, I couldn't bomb in front of a giant." And he goes, "No, no, you were good," and um, took a picture with him. So cool and uh, just such a. It was just one of those like really cool nights where like. It would have been as it would have been cool if I just took a picture with him, but the fact that I performed in front of him and made him laugh, and he came up to me yeah. and said "good job" was really cool. If it, you know, if it was like a Philadelphia Eagle, it would have been okay. <laughs> you know, if yeah. it was a Pittsburgh yeah. Steeler, it would have been okay. I'd have been like whatever. But the fact that this is Strahan, the Giants, two-time Super Bowl man, you know, just watching him all the time, so that was awesome. And. Um, it's just cool like it it does happen sometimes where you know you'd find out like I know like Josh Brolin shows up to the mm. to the stand and uh, somebody there like there was a bunch of actors on that new Seth Rogen movie they show Zach Efron was yeah, at the stand pop in all like, the time. like everybody's popping in the stand and it's just it's one of those rooms where like you know the beautiful thing about the stand is it reminds me of old school comedy when you hear about industry showing up and actors and 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 people showing up to appreciate the art and that really is the stand, man. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you guys don't know, the stand is my uh, home club in New York, um, and it is located on Twentieth uh, Street or oh, Third Avenue between Nineteenth uh, and Twentieth. It's a great club. It's about a eighty five. Eighty-five, ninety intimate seater when it's like standing room only. So when there's 60 people in there, it looks packed. It's a five-star restaurant upstairs uh, with a celebrity chef, uh, Seth Levine, who is amazing. He owns six restaurants in New York. And um, you will literally see not only some of the best comedians in New York, but some of the best comedians in the fucking country in this small, intimate setting, um, which is amazing. And the lineups are great. But, um, you ever had like a situation where you were, you performed and all of a sudden you find out like, or someone comes up to you, that's like a pretty cool thing, right?
1: Uh, yeah, there's a couple. I mean, there are people like, uh, Bomani Jones from ESPN. He's with, uh, Dan Lebetard. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, highly questionable. Uh, he came, he was in, in North Carolina at the time and, uh, he used to have a radio show, uh, based in Toronto Oh, okay. And a serious. Is he Canadian? No, no. He just he was working from Raleigh, uh, from Durham area, and then he it was broadcast. Anyway, uh, I used to call into a show every now and then, and I said, "Hey, Bomani, I'm doing a comedy festival down there. Uh, You should you come through. You're welcome to come by." And he actually came through, and uh, he and uh, he, yeah, it was great. He was awesome. He came out, and uh, he's like, "Man, you listen to my show. I'm going to come to yours." And this was, I had family in North Carolina that didn't even come. Yeah. And uh, one of my favorite musicians, uh, Fonte from Little Brother and uh, the Foreign Exchange, uh, he came out to a show when I opened for Chris Hardwick. And uh, I invited him out to the show. Was that a rapper? He's a rapper and a singer. And he came out to the show. And I knew he was going to be there. Yeah. But it was a little surreal because he was telling me jokes. He's like, Oh, I like that joke that you do and I'm looking at him, I'm saying, dude, your music got me through my twenties. You know like wow. you you like Yeah. He's like you changed my life. And oh, he, you that's know great. But yeah, it's it's really cool when you see game recognizes game, you know?
0: That's great. You yeah. know, that's great. It's true. Yeah. It's true, man. And and it's so cool when like you see somebody that you appreciate and respect in the arts. Right. Or whatever they do and then they yeah. come out and they appreciate what you do. Yeah, it's like, and you, it's just a cool thing. And the thing is like comedy's an outlet for everybody. We don't even realize it, but yeah. like like um I remember I was talking to I think it was Burr and Bill Burr was saying that like he did a show and like some of like the San Francisco Giants came out and like they like they would be like, "Hey man, we watch your special when like we're flying on the plane." Yeah. And like cuz those guys need don't like, you know what I mean, they're on flights all the time and and, um, they I, relax. Yeah, they I, I performed, they wanna... I performed in Canada and there were hockey players in the crowd and they're like, oh man, I loved your drinking bit, man. I got a yeah. buddy who blacks out or my blackout. And it's just like, you're like, oh my you're God, like, like this is fucking, this is really, really cool that like, you know, you could, you could entertain people that entertain you. Exactly. That's the, thing. That's the you're, thing. You're entertaining people that entertain you. And just because you sit at home and you watch it on TV cause they're an athlete or whatever, when they're in the crowd to laugh, um, it, it's great. It's so amazing. Yeah. It's,
1: yeah. it's surreal. It's 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 part of why you do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's amazing, man. It, it's it's amazing. So, um, I yeah, I wanted to just share that because a lot of people were, you know, talking about it and you know on Facebook and liked the picture and stuff. It was a great, great time, great feeling, and um, I'm just glad I didn't sell out and just say fucking and do all jokes that hit. You know, yeah. there, there was there was a level of risk going in, and I think that that made me sharper. Because I got to be honest, man, the more nervous I am. And I've always noticed this about myself. The most nervous I've ever been was Carnegie Hall for obvious reasons. Of course. And the gala that I just did, I just did Bill Burr's Gala in Montreal. And it, again, I talked about it on the podcast, so I don't want to rehash it. But it was just because, not because of the venue, because I've performed in front of you know that many people or close to it. It was the amount of agents, representative peers, people that you respect all there on a TV show. And my friend uh, is hosting this thing. So that was like the two nerves. But when I'm nervous or I feel like that, I think something like where well, you just have like this... You know, I, I think it's like like Chris Rock always compared it to boxing, but I feel like when you like go, you could always lose. Like yeah, yeah, That's what or he or said, or yeah. like when when like when you go into a boxing match, like you like you just you're either over defensive or you just like there's certain things that happen where you just it, something brings out the better in you, maybe. Yeah, I always I
1: think there's always some level of nervousness or butterflies before I go on stage.
0: Well, Frank Sinatra said that
1: if you don't 20 feel.
0: year 20 years into his career 20 years into being one of the biggest stars in the world he was nervous and he said and if you don't feel it, something's wrong
1: That exactly. It's 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 got it cuz you have to there's just uh, there's a need to do it, there's a desire to do it, but then there's also uh, there's a little bit of fear, but cuz it it could it doesn't always go your way. It's and that right. possibility is always there, but you fight against that and you do it in spite of all of the things that, you know, are in your the barriers in your way?
0: Do you know who Talent is? The comedian, comedian? yeah, yeah. Um, Talent's one of the funniest guys, and and when I was coming up, and I would do like the Urban Rooms, and he would host a Sunday night, which was famous at the Boston Clu- comedy club. I mean, it was amazing, and Talent was just, I mean, Talent would headline Crush, hosting for fifteen twenty minutes, headline like, excuse me, headline Crush up top 15, 20 minutes so hard that it was almost like they didn't need to be a show. Yeah. It was was like his show. It was his show that he was hosting and he fucking destroyed it to a level that was just like, now the show starts. That's how good, you know, but I remember talking to him once and he said something great about stand up. He goes, what I love about this is every night's different. You just don't know. Right. Every night's different, you know. If you have a cubicle job and you got to put up, you know, reports all the time or do something like that, you kind of know for the most part. What's going to You, you kind of know what your day is going to be like. You yeah. have like your five lunch spots, you I'm, know. You yeah. you you have that stuff. But with comedy, it's like you said, you could be prepared, not prepared. You could, you know, and and just anything. I mean, you could be in the middle of a great thing and all of a sudden. A knife and fork hits the. Seriously, a knife and fork yeah. hits the ground, and all of a sudden that punchline's ruined. And then now it's up to you. Are you going to just plow through or make a comment about it and try to get better at dealing with that? You
1: should address the knife and the fork. For, yeah, 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 some,
0: yeah, sometimes it happens way too much, and then you know the you know the, the weight step. Ama- everybody
1: saw it. You got to say something. Like
0: if everybody's yeah, yeah, like if yeah. it's if it's a showstopper, yeah, you got to say, say something. Um, You said something funny, and I want to talk about this, okay? Okay. Um, You went to Walmart. When did you go to Walmart? I went to
1: Walmart yesterday. Uh, (laughs) Did you call me or I called you
0: Um, yesterday? Well, we were talking about the movie Enemy, and we're going to get into the Enemy thing because a lot of people... After I did my review on it, Uh a lot of people went to my Twitter and a lot of people were talking about how the ending freaked them out. Mm -hmm. And I put it on to my friends who I know love movies. Chris is a guy that I can talk to about movies all the time because he's just, I mean, we we kind of, our friendship almost started at the movie. We just kept going to the movies. Yeah, we came closer when we saw it. 20, 21, 21 Jump, Jump Street. Street, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Uh, yeah, because we laughed at the same part, and I was like, I like <laughs> yeah, this guy's yeah. sense of humor. Yeah. It was with the application. he goes, Yeah, Yo, you're in too deep. Right. He goes, What are you talking about? He goes, I said college applications. It's <laughs> <a> funny movie. <laughs> it's man. funny. So, um, I didn't see the second one, by the way. I didn't either. But um, so we were, we we're talking about the movie Enemy, and we're gonna talk about that. But you told me that you went to Walmart, and you said something I agreed with it because I was like, you know what? Yeah And you were like You go You said to me You go Dude I went to Walmart And Walmart had everything They really did And you go like I, Anything I needed Which is true Like you go in there Like I mean Walmart and Target But I think Walmart You could Walmart's get more walmart
1: gotta be Cause they're cheaper Like you You kinda Every Christmas Every Black Friday You hear people protesting these hashtag activists are like, you should, do you know what they do to their employees? Do you know what they do? And you're just like, and I'm just like, I just got a rotisserie chicken and some windshield wiper fluid. This is amazing.
0: Yeah. Like, like I just bought, yeah. Like you could buy a DVD candy and then you could go to a whole other section and get other things that you need. And not to mention that you can do that. What you just said,
1: yeah. windshield
0: wiper fluid and a chicken. But the best part about it, you can do that yeah. at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I mean, you could at some of them. I mean, some of those super Walmarts that are 24-7, you can just go in there and get anything you need. And people are like, yeah, well, there's no union. It's big business. It's corrupt. Listen, I got to tell you something, dude. I don't give a... Listen, if I need a (laughs) T-shirt, you know, if I need a T-shirt at the drop of a dime, I'm not going to not go to Walmart if it's the closest place I can get to. Right. Because there's not a union.
1: Full disclosure, I used to work at Walmart the summer before uh, my senior year of college. I used to unload trucks. Oh, yeah? I I was a member of the... ICS team. I was an inventory control specialist. And I unloaded trucks and uh I love how they call you that. Yeah. You were I,
0: you were an inventory control specialist. Yeah, I just I you unloaded, fucking empty trucks. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, empty
1: trucks, used use the Pallet Jack. It got me my first stereo, my first car stereo. It was like a pioneer. Oh, had, I had a pioneer. You had screensaver uh, with the dolphin. Oh, uh, uh, dude, I had I had a yeah. pioneer
0: with a design on it, yeah. and then you could take the face off. Yes. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. Was it red or blue background? It was bluey, oh, Blueish. Okay. Did I say bluey? blue-y. What the yeah, fuck? It was bluey. <laughs> it was bluey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, it was like, and then some crackhead stole it right before. Yeah, I like
0: I don't, it. I don't have time to give a fuck. Like if I need a football, no. like. <laughs>
1: if you need a football and some baby powder
0: like yeah if I need a fucking football and a t-shirt because my friends want to go play football in the backyard and I'm having a party I'm going to fucking Walmart I don't care Yeah, you know what I mean I'm going to go get my DVD and football and like buy a five pound bag of you know gummy bears that they have they have everything in there so I'm like you man I'm not one of those like look listen I, I wouldn't go to a place if I found out they were like killing babies or like slaughtering dogs in the back and it was like known then I'd be like, listen, but the, you know what I mean? Until that shit happens, I'm going. I'm going. If it's convenient, I'm going. I'm like you, yeah. and I, you know.
1: And then if you, if you did find out, you'd have to check the sources. Do we really know? Are they, how are we, what do we know about those kids?
0: Oh, uh, that's funny. Should they yeah. still be here? Are they serial killer babies? Like, yeah. a, do they, Is there a chemical that's going to make them fucking the next? Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, did you hear about the uh, serial killer? Uh, did you see that some f- like 19-year-old chick? Is no. been married is is gonna marry Charles Manson? Yeah, Charles Manson's eighty three years old. God, he's eighty three. I think he's eighty three. Wow. And like he shaved all that hair off, and he like looks like this old man with like a white with a white goatee, and he still has the crazy look in his face. But he's like kind of shaved and everything like that. He actually looks better that he's like an older man with like no hair than that nut with the black long hair. But apparently he's getting. He's this old man, and there's a 19-year-old woman that is still like not influenced by his, but like Not I guess a, of she's influenced. No, him. no, but she's she's in, but like not about what he's doing to like, like he he just kind of was just sitting back, and she would just write him, and he'd be like, yeah, I guess come over, you know, like come come to the prison, and like she comes back, but like she just like. She doesn't want to kill people. When I say not influence, like she's not influenced, like she don't want to kill people. She's in love with him though. Like, like she, yeah, like she wants to marry this eighty-something-year-old man, and he's just like, come on. So, like, and the funny thing is, this is the funniest thing. As crazy and psychotic as this guy is, he was like, man, I don't know about marriage yet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the pimp came like, on. Like, is like, vicious, like, like, like eighty-three years old. He's like, well, we'll see what happens. But like, he's actually. You know, acting like he doesn't know, and this chick is just showing up to prison to marry this fucking nutjob. unbelievable. He have,
1: does he have to write her a letter just with one sentence? This is one line that says, "You up?" That's <laughs> like hilarious. Yeah, yeah.
0: You up right yeah, now? You up?
1: I wait four days.
0: Um. All right, let's get into. This. We're halfway through the show. We got some more stuff to talk about. We're going to get to some unacceptables, and then um, I want to take time on the show that you're doing too. So we're. We're, we're, we're doing good. Um, by the way, I wanted to talk about the t-shirt that was made for me. Um, excuse me, man. I am burping here because this blue moon is going down way quicker than it should. Probably going to throw a few of these bad boys down tonight. But anyways, um, I guess apparently I said something on the last show where I went through the unacceptables and then at the end I said, if you see something wrong, if you see something, you know, call it out. Just call somebody out. And somebody actually tweeted me and was like, yeah, I couldn't take it anymore. I called this chick out. And that's great. Um, But I guess what I said at the end of the show was, call it out. Say it's not good. We need to stop shittiness one cunt at a time. And I didn't realize that somebody was actually going to design a t-shirt that said, The Verzi effect on one side and on the back it said like stopping shittiness one cunt at a time since 2010. (laughs) Now, I can't tell you every female in my life was like, you can't make the shirt with the C word. You can't make the shirt with the C word. You can't sell it. And it was weird. It wasn't my wife. It wasn't my, it was everybody. Like so many people were like, Paul, you can't sell a t-shirt that has cunt on it. You got a daughter. You got this and that. So. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree with them.
0: No, you know what? I, I kind of do too. It's just like I'm a grown man with a family. I can't be traveling the country with t-shirts that have the word cunt on them. So um, I do appreciate it, but I think maybe we could do something like stopping shittiness one asshole at a time, dickhead, something funny and good but i just don't know if the sea word's going to fly with many people and i also think that that will hurt the sales with the females yeah. so i think you know because i don't want to alienate the sales yeah you know you know wanna. what i mean like dudes will line up for it but like i want like a woman because like women have awful experiences and oh, unacceptables and maybe they think the person's an asshole or a dick. Yeah. So, um, I will do something merch wise. I just don't know if the word cunt is in it. However, I do th- who made it. I do absolutely think it was hilarious. I didn't even realize that that came out of my mouth. So you guys pay attention a lot more than me. Um, but let's get into unacceptables for today. Uh, and you know what? As, as Chris Lambert being my guest, uh, I'm gonna pass it to him. He's gonna give his. I'll give mine, and then we'll get into the fans. And uh, what can I say? It's your favorite part of the show. Unacceptable time. So, Chris, you know how it works. You've been on the show a few times. Um, just something that you know bothers you. You think it's silly. Uh, go ahead, shoot.
1: I think people on social media that are summertime is usually the time when these, we see these comic book movies come out, and you have <laughs> you have people on social media that just get so upset. Because they think their childhood is gonna be ruined if a movie doesn't turn out the way that they want it to. And it's just like, you were nine. Why are you upset? Like, this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did not ruin your childhood, your shitty parents ruins your childhood <laughs> right the fact that your dad didn't pick you up from soccer practice right more than five times is why you're probably fucked up
0: yeah not splinter looking authentic yeah 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 like <laughs>
1: some made-up thing not looking the way that you want now i did get a little upset because when i was a kid i used to, i wanted to be an r&b singer like i was a did closet you really? i loved like boys to men see oh, yeah, all those yeah. guys and I was a little, I didn't understand how
0: nerds felt. By the way, I would pay money to just see you wail it out, like holding the fist. Like, really? Like, oh. Yeah. That actually sounded good. I'm can you good. sing? I can sing oh, a Oh, that's bit, great. Paul. But no, but you know, <laughs>
1: when I saw, when I saw, oh, when said, I saw, yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my, uh, um, when I was a so I love Boys to Men. Joe all those guys, and my heart was broken when I saw Boys to Men in an Old Navy commercial. Oh, last that's year. fucking sing- funny! You know they had that song. You know the the I'll make love to you. Oh yeah, they, they were singing love white jeans on you. I was like, are you fucking no, kidding me? Mean- yes, they did. Oh my god! They did, god. and it was just like it was so. Hack, get like,
0: your khakis right <laughs> all through the night,
1: dude. I want, and I got it. I but see, like I got why nerds get upset oh, until, when that happened to me. You know, like I'm like that. Happened well, I gotta to me. be.
0: I gotta be on. No, and I agree with you. I think some people. I think it is a little unacceptable for grown adults. Yeah. to to get that crazy right over. You know, the disappointment that they have of a comic book movie, yeah. you know, 25 years later. Right. You know, you got to understand, at that time, you are an 11-year-old kid. Your dad bought you some gummy bears and some Twizzlers, yeah. and you go in, and anything to you. Right. You know, like 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 we saw, like, uh, my son is into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and yeah. there was... Uh, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Like the mm-hmm. one where they got into a time machine and went back to like old Shanghai. Is that
1: the secret of the ooze or was that the second I one? I
0: think the secret of the ooze was the second one. Which one was the vanilla ice? The second one? Ninja. Ninja. Go Ninja. Right go, ninja go Ninja. Go. I think that was... That shit was hot. I think that was two. Okay. But three was just like... It was like forced. They went into that a time machine. Yeah. And like we just looked at it. It was on last night. And the face and mask. Like when the mouth moved. It looked so mechanical and yeah. awful. And, like, I get that, but, like, I mean, some of these people were just, like, some of these people. So, no, that's a good, that is, that's a good unacceptable because, like, people were, like, I, I forgot who it was, man. So, one comic, there was a couple of comics that were just, like, man, I can't believe this. Yeah. You know, I spent money on this. and I can't, what they do to Batman? And it's, like, dude, like, that dude clearly doesn't have, like, a responsibility. Yeah. You know, with a chick waiting for him. You know, what I mean? like, and if she, and if he does, she's probably, I mean, she's got to be like that too.
1: It's weird. It's just, it's, it's, it's a bit much. It's like, calm down.
0: Like, you know, my wife, Stacy, right? Yeah. My, my wife is, is cool. And my wife is definitely like, my wife was, is a huge Disney. My wife is into all the Disney, you okay. know, stuff like that. She loves Disney movies, you all know, right. uh, she's like, you know, everything all the way back from Cinderella, Snow White to like sure. Finding Nemo and all kinds of stuff like that. But like if I came home and like I was genuinely like if she saw me like throw my phone into a pillow or like she saw me like really heated up and like I was like you know I'm going to fucking Gardens of the Galaxy tonight like and we yeah. gotta do a fight she would be like dude like you gotta fucking like you gotta chill out yeah it's you know like you mean? have a mortgage <laughs>
1: yeah like I got a mortgage and you I got cars bills, I got bills kids, I got kids like, you
0: know yeah it's a little much yeah it's too much um alright that's a good one yeah uh people that take a comic book uh you know too seriously and they're disappointed from their childhood. Mine this week was this. Uh, I drove an hour, like I said, to Queens to go do a spot. Okay. And I was cool. I got to Queens in an hour. You know, I had it on my iPhone. My iPhone gave me the distance, the time, the miles. I got there quick. 35 minutes after arriving there, I still can't find a parking space in Queens. Everyone, the restaurants are popping. You know, because of Long Island City a in Thursday. Queens. Uh, on a Thursday night. Long Island City is popping. Yeah, it was... Um, That's
1: a little odd for yeah. Long Island
0: City. And I'm looking and like every time I did see somebody pull out, somebody beat me to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally like, this is literally the longest I've ever been in New York City without with being there. I was yeah. there. Yeah. And I couldn't get a spot. I'm pulling up to the guy. I'm like, dude, I mean... He's like, you want somebody to stand by the car? So... But one thing happened, and this shit happens all over New York. It's fucking enraging. It's bullshit. And it's just another example of how it's all part of the system, and it doesn't matter as long as you're giving money to the city. I go down, and all of a sudden, I see one spot, and it was tight. Yeah. Fucking tight. Just got my car. Day one of having my brand new car. The night I picked up my car. I, uh... It was the night of, or the night of? I think it was the night of. I, um... Or the day after. I'm sorry. It was a day after I got my car on Wednesday, Thursday. I drive to Queens. It takes me so long to find a parking space. I see a spot. There are these dudes outside, and it was hilarious. These dudes were watching me, right? These they, like and they like these three dudes that were from the neighborhood and they're watching us. One dude goes, "Oh man, you got in there? Shit, dude! Like it was. I it took me a good." 10 to 12 minutes to back up, go up this and that. I did bump my bumper and get a tiny little dent because the car behind me. But when I tell you I was inching up and up and back and forth, two inches. Like mm-hmm. you ever do that? Like I'm literally, I'm just going yeah. up back. Like, and I finally get in and I walk out to look at the signs and it was a ton of cars. So I'm like, Oh, this is definitely fine. It was all police vehicle parking only. Those motherfucking crooked assholes will give you a ticket. I got a ticket for being a foot too close, one foot too close to a hydrant. I still didn't pay it. Was I'm probably it like 15 get... feet? It's supposed to be fifteen feet. I might have been thirteen, fourteen feet away. Yeah, and I was and I was even in front of the sign. But then when there is a place to park, all of these cops and all these little symbols that you can have on these busy fucking streets in front of restaurants for, you know, police or emergency vehicle and you just see everyone's got these police badges. So then it took me another ten minutes to get out. So some piece of shit, uh, these cheating, oh my God, it was the worst. I had to get out, back out, do this, get out. And then finally, some dude with a clipboard had to stand in front with my hazards on the comedy club. I run inside. I perform in front of six people. This was before I did the, the, the packed show at the stand with Strahan and them. And it was just awful. So unacceptable for the week is these police officers and these fucking corrupt cities that just basically take your money and, and, and they have all the privileges. You know that I was driving uh, to the FDR the other night coming home from the stand and a cop was in front of me and we were both at a red light and he got tired of waiting. So he just hit whoop, the... Whoop. He just, no, he didn't even do... No, oh, he, he, just he, he, he just went through. He didn't even Damn. he didn't even put the red lights on, no, so he just went through and I'm just sitting there. It's like I gotta sit there for another like, you know, minute and this asshole's doing it. And it's just like I get it. I get he's law enforcement, but like he didn't have to do that. He could have waited another minute. And it just goes back to what I'm saying about this parking. This street, Chris, in the summer, in front of these restaurants, needed to be for pedestrians, needed to be for, for people right. that, that needed it. Yeah. And and they just have it all for the police department. It's just a corrupt bunch of bullshit. And these assholes will give you a ticket so quick. These fucking fat, and you meet them, they're fat, insecure, you know, no friends in high school, and now they walk around with some fucking badge thinking they're the shit.
1: Oh, dude, man. like in. I Acceptable, like being being in the uh, like in the on the Lower East Side doing shows there. Like I saw like a crew of meter maids oh. uh, just like oh you were giving, telling me about that. giving people tickets like they were dance like they were happy to do this shit. Oh my god! It's like god. they were like they were like they just had a like a a, a two on one yeah. play on a basketball like on oh. a basketball. It's like are you kidding me? Yeah yeah yeah. And and I had I was sitting in my car and I had paid for my little parking ticket. My, uh, I paid for my parking, and they looked down at mine. And they were pissed that I, I paid for my shit because oh they God. wanted to give me a ticket.
0: That's the word. I, I swear to God, everybody should do this. Anytime you see a meter mate giving a ticket, everybody should put their head out the window. This is a Verzi Effect Listener Rule. If you see that, everybody should put their head out the window. And go look at yourself. Look at yourself. Say something. Look at yourself. You happy? You happy? Look what you're doing. Is this what you wanted? Just some <laughs> shit. Is, is this what you wanted? Lock your ass up, man. Oh, what are they gonna do with their fucking choke you out. bag of quarters? Get <laughs> your here. ass out man. <laughs> You're a Fucking book bag. <laughs> um, they suck, man. Uh, no, it, it it really was the worst. It just said like for police cars only, and it was like, how many do they need? They're all in. Cahoots. How about this? How about this? How about can a police department have a a, a fucking parking lot? They should. You know. You know what? A parking garage? How yeah. about that? Just have layers of a parking garage, so all the all the correctional people can go into something or have something. Or, you know, the way that they, you know, you go in and it says park here, and you go in there. Have a level for that. They'll pay, you know, give them a discount. I don't know. It's just don't be on the street in a busy thing. It's just bullshit, man. It was and it was unacceptable. Is,
1: you're making me think of this is something else. Now, now, what is it with with cop cars now being souped up like the Batmobile now?
0: Yeah, exactly. For what reason? Yeah, because, I'm telling you, that and that, and that goes to taxpayers' money. You're just,
1: you're not, you're not the crime, they want to pull regular working people over and give them tickets, and with the people that's doing the real crime, they can't seem to find.
0: No, it's bullshit. The other day, I went in, I went into some, uh, we went into some meeting for that reality show, which, by the way, I turned down, I don't know if I told you that, I don't even no. know, a lot of people were asking me on the show, and I appreciate it, but, um yeah, I had an opportunity to uh, do a reality show for television that would have been national television. It would have been on... Um, uh, you know what? Maybe it's probably better. I don't talk about the network. Yeah, don't do but, that. um, and we had an opportunity for it, and they wanted my family and my kids. And it's like, I'm not selling out my family. I'm not whoring out my family so some dumb, fucking, fat, fucking couple in Iowa could sit down and get a kick out of it. I'm not doing that, you know? No offense if you're from Iowa. I'm just saying, like, I'm not you know you know i mean that that's who watches that that stupid reality shit is just like you just these people watch your family and they're trying and what these reality shows want you to do is they do want conflict they do want conflict with me and my wife they do you want to know why cuz that's the entertainment there's nothing funny about okay There's nothing funny about no chaos and uh, a stable, you know, functional home with children and and everybody kind of doing their part and everybody enjoying life. That's not good for TV. So what these people want is these people want to see chaos and they want to see you and your wife fight. I'm not doing that with my family. I have no problems, you know, doing anything for that network. Other than that, you know, um, me as a comedian or me and my friends as comedians doing something like that is great, but I just decided to not do it.
1: But so um, Paul said no to B E T, everybody.
0: I said no to B E T. It was kind of like a one oh six in Park type, yeah. but a little different. Yeah. Um no, but uh what were we saying before I got into that? I was just we were right. we
1: were just talking about cops and the cars and shit. How they're souped up, they're all in cahoots, every all the the city, the cops.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous, man, and, and there's, I, you know, I just, get, oh, so I, I was on my way to the meeting to that, that's what I was saying, I was on my okay. way, I was on my way to the meeting, and I just looked at my phone, I wasn't on my phone, I was kind of at a red light, and I looked mm-hmm. at my phone, because um, I was meeting a comedian, and they were telling me where they were at, and I looked at my phone, and a cop on foot knocked on my window, and he, I got a ticket, I got a ticket for electronic device without being on it, he goes, I'm sorry, man, he goes, I really hate to do it, and then he I ran, hate to do it, and then man. he ran on foot to his car, got in. Like, across the street far. And I'm just sitting there. I'm watching this guy, like, run to a van. When was this? This is probably, like, two months ago.
1: Was it the, at the end of the month? Were they trying to fill a quota or something? Probably.
0: Probably. And it said electronic device. I said, but officer, I wasn't I'm sorry, man. You can't even behold. It's just a rule, man. You gotta... And he ran And, like, you know, he felt bad because he was a dick. Like, he felt bad because he, he was nice. But he felt bad because it was a dick move, what he was doing. Um... But anyway, uh, that's my unacceptable. So let's get into you guys, the fan. Here we go. Right. I got some on Twitter. You could, this is going to be fun because this is the first time I'm doing fan unacceptables with a guest. Okay. All right. So um, here we go. <laughs> this is, uh, this is uh, from – okay, this one is from Steven and the Twitter feed. I got some Twitter ones and I also got some messages. So I will read, I will read them all and we'll go through it. Steven – on Twitter, and Steven's feed is at StevieRed80. He said, "On on an empty bus, this bi- <laughs> this big fat, <laughs> this fat <laughs> big fat fucking cow, or whatever, it comes right next to me, <laughs> spilling into my space, spilling, into, your <laughs> spilling space. into my space. Damn, her breath stinks too. Um, well, here's the thing." Uh, th- I could tell your frustration calling her a fat fucking cow or whatever. Um, I always did find it unacceptable, especially in a movie theater, that when I am in an empty place somebody sits and there. somebody comes near you, it yeah. really does feel intrusive. I feel like there's no reason for it yeah. and it's fucking unacceptable. It's like, look, that we have every, we have all the space in the world. You could sit at the front of the bus, the back of the bus, the middle. Uh-huh. You could sit in the movie theater anywhere you want. I'm here. Yeah. I know that people like the freedom. It's true. And and yeah, it's un- It's fucking annoying. But man. at the
1: same time though, on a crowded bus or train, I don't like when people put that barrier up. They put their bag in the seat. I can't stand that shit. Oh yeah. Especially if the place is if it's crowded. But I yeah. get what I get what Steven's saying. That's yeah. that's uncalled.
0: For. I just don't like taking public transportation because I'm, I'm not an animal. You know what I mean? Like, dude, like. They pack you in on a hot fucking summer day and, like, you're just standing there like this, dude. And if it's delayed, there's no apologies or there's nothing, you know? You ever sit in a subway and then it just dies? Yeah. Comedian
1: Adrian Apolucci saved my life about two years ago. Uh, Adrian's been on the show. Yeah. A she's a good friend of ours. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, you know, I was complaining to her about, oh, you know, I'm nervous about parking in the city. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. And I used to just take the path and all this kind of stuff. And she said, Chris, stop being a pussy and just, take, just drive into the city. And it, cha- it, no. it added years onto my life.
0: I told you right now, I mean, everybody, I am 10 minutes from a train station. I could be a Grand Central. I will not do that. Yeah. I will not do that. I like to have my air conditioned, my music, yeah. you know, you go in, you park, you know where you're at, you know, right. you, you leave when you want to leave. Right. You don't have to worry about, oh my God, the last train's at one thirty. What if I have a midnight spot? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's just, yeah. So that's, uh, I hear you, Steven. Man, you I don't what... need
1: to feel like Cinderella and shit running after no <laughs> <little> train. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Clocks are about to strike oh, midnight. Uh, all right. So uh, this one is from, this one is from... Uh, Dave uh, Gavry uh, D- at Dave G Money says, "Getting my haircut and lady, um, wow, in the middle of the haircut. I guess he said getting my haircut and the lady leaves for lunch while I sit there unfinished and itchy. What the fuck? Yeah, that's not cool. No, man. that's unacceptable. Is that
1: like at a black barbershop? Because <laughs> black barbershops, they will do that. They'll take the phone. They'll take a phone call." They'll talk oh to their my baby's God. mother. Uh, they go outside. No, They're dude, p- I saw
0: it. No, and that Dave that is 100% unacceptable. Yeah. If I was sitting there itchy and the person cut my hair just left for lunch, I would be I would I'd leave and I would be I would demand. Actually, you can't. That's I the can thing leave. you can't. No, not only can not you leave, you can't demand the money back cuz you didn't pay yet. Yeah, you can't. You're stuck. You didn't pay yet. So you're itchy, half a haircut, and the money's still in your pocket. That's a rough one. It's like, what are you going to do? You don't have a choice. I talked about this on the podcast once. We went to Home Depot, and there was a stereotypical, like how a black woman in a movie would be when somebody's in a rush. I swear to God, she was online, and she's going. she was going, Man, and did you see how they ended that show? I mean, I'll tell you something, girl. She did this, and <laughs> we're trying to buy plants. And she was just like, Do you watch that show? That show is, dude, it was, but you know what? She was so into the she show. She was
1: working there? Well, she was, she was, she, she was at the line. cash register. Okay. No, no,
0: no, she was working. Okay. No, no, she was working the cash register while people are trying to buy like mulch and soil and shit. And she was just talking to a co worker about some series. Oh, she's so I think good. it was some series on. Nobody, uh, what's the series yeah. with Kerry Washington? I think. Scandal. It might have been Scandal. Oh, and God. she's going, You watch Scandal? Girl, I'll tell you. And dude, it was so hilarious because she was. I, I almost wasn't that mad because nope. of how into the show yeah. she was. But she, it was that stereotypical, like like black you said. Black women love like, their scandal, man. You no, know, Black they women do. love a good show. Everybody and, does, but black, that's. No, no, no. But it's, you know what I mean? It's like you, like black people, you guys have that thing where if you're into something, like horror movies too. Like that stereotype is true. You know, like right, well, I love it, But I think it's the funniest thing in the world is listening to a black woman Talk in a movie theater. A oh my God. Because they get so like, I wouldn't go in there. I swear to God, how the fuck, I want to go, it's yeah, just hilarious, yeah. uh, but no, Dave, that's ridiculous, um, that, th- that is ridiculous that you were sitting there itchy, half hair cutted, and they were like, I got to go eat, No, Dave, <laughs> that's fucking unacceptable, actually, tweet
1: at us and 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 ask and tell us how it ended, did you, what did you do, did you say something? Yeah, Dave,
0: at one point, you got to let me know like uh, what happened with that and how it ended, um, Okay. Uh, this one I like. I like this one because this one, my, my wife and I have dealt with this before and we're like, really, dude? So this one is from Charles B. Wilson and his um, Twitter is at Boojing. B-O-O-J-I-N-G. And Charles says, drivers who dangerously cut you off and then give you the finger when you honk. Oh fuck! That's that. the fucking worst, most unacceptable. It's like you piece of shit. You just put everybody in danger, and I called you out on it. And you're such an asshole, and you can't yeah. fess up to it. I that can't you give stand me. That. That's the worst fucking thing in the world. You
1: know, I like to consider myself a mild mannered, regular, chill dude. Yeah, you are. And when people on the road, that that makes me so angry cuz you're endangering people's lives. You're endangering you
0: people's lives and then you get called out on it you're like, "I ah, fuck you." It's like, that's, you know that, you fucked. That's up. unacceptable and that is that is enraging. That is enraging. Like that's like where the real road rage is like, cuz like you said, you got hurt somebody.
1: You just like my aunt when she used to drive us to school when we were kids, she used to say, "I just wish I could just reach my arm." Dude, you want like, to know what's funny?
0: You want to know what's funny about that? I swear to God, I'm not even kidding. As you said that, I pictured Charles catching up to that guy. Yeah. And and like a rainy night. Yeah. And like off the side of the road, and putting his face in the mud until he can't breathe, and lifting it up, going, "You sorry yeah. now?" Like it's, I know that's how cr- that's the yeah. rage that you get, where it's you like
1: were- you don't want to kill him, but you just want to get let <laughs> you, them like, think f- it
0: could happen. You like yeah, the fear of God into them that you can kill them, yeah. because they're a fucking asshole and you called them out. Well, oh, Charles, you, Charles, you just got us. Yeah. you just got me enraged. You, know, you unacceptable see, did great you, one?
1: Unacceptable. Did you see that movie Chronicle? Did you see the Chronicle with the kids with the powers?
0: Yes, yes, the, and the, I did not like it.
1: Oh my! Okay, that's no, yeah, no, no, no. That's that's, no, a, a, that's, whole a, that's a whole other, other that's a whole other story. But, but they, the scene where they're driving and the the one kid uses the power for like and he knocks the well car one kid one kid starts using it for evil, right? For evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, kid, yeah, he just like wipes the, the car, car off, off the, the road. road. It's just like you wish you, you could, could do, do that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I remember that part and I like that part. Yeah, actually, that, was, that part made me go, okay, yeah. I like it. But you know, when they were flying your planes and shit, I didn't like it. But whatever, that's another podcast. Yeah, that's you
1: know, good movie, guys. It's good.
0: I remember I said that I didn't like it, and someone like got at me, like it was like this comic from was like oh, I loved it.
1: It was one of those um, sleeper movies that come out that came out like Super Bowl weekend.
0: Yes, yeah, sleeper is right, but no, for the wrong reason. But it, no, it
1: was good. All okay. right, so
0: I have a, um, I have a long tweet here, a twit longer. Wow, that's seven hundred characters. Yes, and uh, this is from Jordan Lyles. And Jordan Lyles' Twitter feed is at treein303. And here's what Jordan says. This is Jordan's unacceptable. He says, unacceptable. Shopping malls that hide maps. They want you to walk around looking for the big map, and they hope you buy things you didn't previously plan on buying. Um, And... (laughs) Mm. Sessing a mall map on your phone isn't as easy as it sounds. Once you find it on your phone, you have to figure out where you are in relation to the map. Then I have to get a compass out. It's crazy. On top of that, the mall was playing some pop teen idol version of Ring of Fire.
1: Hi. <laughs> the kids' pop version of Ring of Fire? Yeah,
0: Jesus. on all speakers. Can you imagine if some pop teen idol did a version of... What's that? Folsom County, Folsom Prison. P- That's Johnny Cash. Yeah, Johnny Cash. He, because he performed there, right? That yeah. was where. I was, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would obviously go insane. Meanwhile, all I'm trying to do is save twelve dollars on a waffle maker, a <laughs> 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 uh, type not available on Amazon by going to a store. Uh, buy a store instead of shopping online because it's hard to find a restaurant that actually makes a decent waffle. And what's his name? First of all, this is um this is Jordan. Jordan, okay. Jordan, first of all, I love the fact that like you want a decent waffle. Like mm-hmm. right there, that's great. Sometimes it's not worth it and you have to shop online. Um, Yeah, you know what? If you're in a mall and you feel that way, I, I could see where you're just like, you know what, it's unacceptable. I love how everybody deals with this and they go to the Verzi effect. Yeah. Because that's what we got to do. We got to stop. Bring your...
1: You know what it is though? And Jordan touches on something that that I think most of most of Americans, most people in this country deal with. You wanna get in and most guys they say most guys go to this mall, they're in for one thing and then they're out. And they're gonna get their one item. But that's the reason why a lot of people shop online. It's those things where they, they make though they make it hard to get to things. It's tedious when you could just go online yeah. and say, "Oh, I want this," and they bring well, it to you.
0: Well, you know what? Jordan seems like a guy too that like he went to the mall for a purpose. He yeah. didn't want to see like for me. I got to be honest though. When I do decide to go to a mall, yeah. like the food court's part of my deal. Like do you I, I like walk, the food court? I, I, you know, yeah, I do because like and, and not even when I I just there's something about I have good memories of malls. Me too. Like, a mall, Like there are certain things that are therapeutic for me. Um, one thing I miss is a video store. Um, oh, my God, dude. Go- going That's... to Blockbuster Video on like a Wednesday night at 9 yeah. o'clock before they close and walking around for an hour. I swear. And the funny thing is I talk to my father. My father is the same way. Um, I loved it. It was therapeutic for me. I would just look at the movies. I always became friends with the people that worked there. I would talk movies,
1: dude. Yeah.
0: And I felt like that at the mall sometimes. Like if I go to a mall, I go to a food court. I always check to see like what kind of food they got at the food court. I'll always look at the movies they got, see what movie times.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. You know, and you know, us working at the Palisades a lot with that levity. I like, I just, you know what I mean? They got like, they got like a Dave and Buster's. They got, yeah. so for me, I, Jordan, I totally get what you're saying. I think it's unacceptable that when you do go to a mall, you can't find something. So I love the unacceptable. That's why I read it on the show. But for me, I never really worry about that. Cause when I do go to the mall, I usually, it's very rare. I'd say like maybe one or two times out of 10, I go in as a sniper to get something and yeah. leave.
1: It's, it's a, like I, when I go to the mall, a lot of times is to go to the movies uh, you know the place where we went to go see prisoners last year. Yeah. That mall. So a lot of times I'll go to the movies early and get my twilight discount like the old yeah, I go yeah. like an old man. And when I go in there it's not that many people there but when you leave it's a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it really is a shit show. It's yeah. like don't some of you people have to go to work or something. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So. No, 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 it
0: is. I like to go to malls in off times yeah. when it's very empty. And I like to just kinda walk around and take my time. Yeah. But that's funny that he just wanted a waffle maker. It's and true. Like no. it's like
1: all I wanted was a waffle maker. Why do I have to go through this
0: shit? You know, and I can't remember like how many I, I could I could say this. In my thirty plus years of being alive and going into malls, I don't know if I've ever Maybe two or three times I've walked up to the directory. You?
1: Sometimes, if it's a new mall, if I don't know where something yeah. is, I'll I'll look. I mean, it you know, it's it's fine. But I mean, the, the stuff that you said about the uh, video store is spot on. I yeah. miss I miss going to the video movie store. store. I had a guy at Blockbuster. Me too. He said, "Oh, you like you like this. You rented this movie last time. Why don't you check out this?" It's like they put you. No, on my guy was my new. boy. Like my yeah. guy was
0: gonna come to shows. Yeah. He would be like, I would sometimes I would get perks. Uh-huh. Like one time, I got a perk and it was cool. He was like, No, nah, man, it's like, the, and the woman was like, Why are you doing that? And he was a manager. Yeah. And he goes, Because that's a special guest. That's what, like, it was just like, yeah. I mean, that was, uh, like, we would talk about movies. He would tell me what was good. Yeah. You know, he would show, he actually had a movie ready for me that he saw. Yeah. What was it? Like, I missed that. Yeah, dude. yeah. That's I missed I missed that too. So, uh, yeah. Very I, yeah.
1: touching. Uh, but unacceptable.
0: But, uh, that, yeah, that was a good one, Jordan. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Uh, this one. This one is, um, I have two now, two messages, and then we'll be done, we'll go on to sports movies and wrap up with some plugs, talk about Chris's show, um, and we'll get into it. So here we go. This is Ben, uh, I want to say, Asselstein.
1: That looks right. Yeah,
0: Ben Asselstein, A-S-S-E-L-S-T-I-N-E. And Ben says, Un- yo, Verzi, unacceptable stench. There's this guy in my gym who stinks to high heaven. (laughs) That's a great opener, Mm. Ben. Stinks to high heaven. It's a gym, so some people... Obviously, it's a gym, so some people are going to smell bad. (laughs) But this is on a whole new level. It's so bad that I know he's in the gym before I even open the door. Wow. Wow, that sounds like a medical disorder. This fuckhole, right... (laughs)
1: <laughs> the rage. Anyways. Oh, no, I love,
0: I love my fans, <laughs> unacceptables, because the rage is just there. A- This fuckhole rides the exercise bike for two hours on the highest setting and he stinks so bad of BO that people are taking the free weights out of the gym to work out elsewhere. Oh my God. Another guy sprays the disinfectant bottle in this fucker's direction to try and knock down the stench. They
1: take the equipment (laughs) and go to another gym.
0: I don't know what this stinky fuck is (laughs) supposed to do, but the situation is... Unfucking acceptable, Benny A from Ottawa. Well, Ben. First of all, I got tears in my eyes reading this thing, so thank you. That was probably one of the funniest ways to describe somebody smelling that disgusting. Um, absolutely one hundred and fifty percent. Not only unacceptable, inexcusable, and the fact that this guy's stench is reeking through the doors of the gym before you get there. I gotta be honest. Somebody should yeah. like, I, like something somebody needs to be. Talk
1: to him. Yeah. And it's not, and he, Ben shouldn't have to do it. It should be a manager. You know
0: what? Gyms are afraid to say something and I'll tell you why. I was at, uh, I was at a gym and there was an anorexic girl there. Uh. She was on a bike and I swear to God, everybody was staring at her. She was skin and bones. She looked as if it was one of the saddest things I ever saw. She was reading a magazine, just calm, confident on the bike her bones, she was a bag of bones with skin over it. She looked like a skeleton pedaling, and her arms were, it looked like you could break her. It was the worst thing, and nobody said anything. I guess there's just a policy where they just can't. So, because cause you got to understand, this guy stinks so bad, somebody's going to say something. He might have a disorder. And if this guy's got a dis, and if help. this guy's got a disorder that he can't help, then he could just say, you know, discrimination against the gym, saying that they don't want him there, and then the gym doesn't want that, so they look at it like they'll deal with a two hour fucking headache. But um, I, I hear wow. you, Ben. That's unacceptable, somebody's and that's gross.
1: That. Somebody's gonna
0: say No, no, somebody's gonna go in and be like, "Can you fucking? This is disgusting." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That somebody's gonna. You're right. Somebody's gonna have a bad day. Stay strong, and, Ben. So, st- <laughs> stay strong, Ben. That would be Yeah and here's the thing man Just try to be away Like try to be on As far away machines Breathe through your mouth Oh nah that, You don't even want to Breathe that in oh. I would You know what I would literally just If I was you Like I know people Have like a schedule But like I would try to just <laughs> I would just try to wait I would wait them out man yeah, I would try Jesus. to be like, Or find out the daisies there You know what Get a beco- Here's what you do <laughs> Become friends Befriend one of the workers there And be like Yo can you text me <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's
0: the funniest thing. Ah, it that's sucks. fucking. This fuckholes rise. Yeah. That's hilarious. Excellent one, Ben. All right. We got one more. Um, yeah, because that one, that one I read. It. Okay. So this one, okay. This is. All right. This is a, wow. This is a, he said, unacceptable trifecta. Oh. Derek Morin. Derek Morin unacceptable trifecta here we go this one's for you Derek my girlfriend's ex and father of her five-year-old son have been basically homeless couch hopping for as long as we have been dating wow he has been fired from at least four jobs this dude is 27 years old it's about time to get your shit together buddy unacceptable number one Last Christmas he comes over to watch his son open presents because he didn't have a place to do so with his own son. He was acting really out of out of it and passed out sitting on our kitchen table. I pulled my girlfriend aside and said, I've seen this before. He's on drugs. She asked him later that day and he replies with yes, but it's but it's only heroin. Only oh, heroin? Shit. Wow. It's only heroin. Derek just took unacceptable to a new fucking dude, turned you this just you just
1: an after school special.
0: <laughs> dude, this shit just got real. Um seriously? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I think three question marks. I think I just Ooh. I mean, I can't believe yes, but only heroin and this guy's got a 5 year dude, my son is 5. It's okay. Only heroin. Uh only and heroin.
1: And that's just number
0: 1. Yeah, that's just number 1. Um only, and heroin should never be next to each other in a sentence. This also explains why her son has said, "Daddy is always sleepy when I'm." <laughs> oh my god! Listen, I don't That's mean sad. to laugh. I don't That's mean sad, to. But I don't sad. mean to laugh. <laughs> like I feel bad now because I like to nap and my son's around. <laughs> this is fucking awful, man. Ooh. Holy. <laughs> Derek is bringing the fucking he's, thunder, uh, closing wow. out this unacceptable. Jeez. Okay. So, uh. You haven't uh, even gotten to two yet. Oh my, no, two's <laughs> coming up next. Um. Okay. Uh. Also, spent, her son said, Daddy is always sleepy when I'm with him. Unacceptable number two. Recently, her ex had said that he wants to move closer and get a new job in town that my girlfriend and I live in. He actually asked her if he could move in for a couple of weeks oh, while no. he finds a job no. and gets on his feet. He said, hold on, let me scroll here. Wow, this is like a this is like a movie. He said, it would only be awkward if you guys made it awkward. <laughs> and then he said, no, dude, it would be super awkward. <laughs> I don't want some former addict because he says he is clean now in my house. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And it wouldn't be just a couple of weeks. We'd be talking a few months in reality. Wow, dude, those first two are unbelievable. (sighs) Jesus Christ. Holy shit unacceptable number three this dude is the most irresponsible guy i have ever met in my life he is a year older than i am i mean how hard is it to be somewhat productive member of society and hold down a job i worked very hard to get where i am today i served four years as a marines well thank you for your service uh derek that's awesome people like you let me do this fucking show Uh, went year-round to college for four years to finish my bachelor's and master's and just landed a pretty decent job. Congrats. Am I the asshole here? No. No. Absolutely not. She agreed with me, didn't even ask if he could move in. She kind of just laughingly told me he asked. You know what, dude? She's cool. Yeah. The real problem is that her son adores him. Of course, man. Yeah. Well, that's... Dude, this is... I got to tell you something. Um... Every, every unacceptable I've ever chose to read on this show has been because it's either been hilarious or just entertaining or good. Uh, and I got to tell you something, man. Everybody's has been amazing, and this one is up there with the best of them because this is awesome. Um, probably because he still acts like a child. I thought you and your listeners would get a kick out of this guy. There was more I could say about him, but this was already long enough. Dude, dude. That was, I swear to God, dude. First of all, thank you for the submission, uh, Derek. Absolutely amazing. I gotta be honest, man. Everything you said is unacceptable. Your girl is so cool for yeah. not even, not even sitting you down and saying let's do it because that would have been because I know I would have lost my mind. Yeah. Um, the heroin thing and daddy being sleepy, even though we're laughing, and that's funny, dude. This kid is, this kid is in love with his dad who is killing himself as
1: kids would be in love with it and he doesn't know and and that you know what as
0: much as as much as like that made me think because me and my dad didn't have maybe the greatest you know and i it wasn't bad but my dad's visitation days were wednesday and sunday through the courts when my parents got divorced so he wasn't there as much but like this sound that sounds like my, my dad sounds like it's a cakewalk compared to like i mean this kid is five years old and he's he's i gotta be honest and i'm not trying to be disrespectful but like what kind of piece of shit would shoot up heroin with his five-year-old son there and then nod off? If nothing else, what if your son gets into a cabinet with some dangerous chemical shit? What if, you know, uh, yeah, it's like, what What if, you know, what if your son is doing something? What if your son falls down the stairs? I mean, I feel guilty sometimes if I nod off on the couch watching cartoons with my kids and this guy's shooting up dope, so, um, wow. Absolutely unacceptable. Entertaining. I don't even know what else to say. That is so fucking unacceptable that it doesn't even need to be said. That's how crazy that is, dude.
1: Yeah. Now his girlfriend has full custody, or or is it? Is, is that it what split? it said? Is it, it split? Did, I'm trying to make. Did it I'm say on to the top? Sure. Hold on, let
0: me see here. Um, was a custody thing even?
1: Is it even? Was that even broached?
0: Um. No, just I. It, it okay. sounds like to me, my girlfriend's ex is fine. No. I,
1: Cause she he shouldn't even be with that around that kid at all. The girlfriend should. Yeah.
0: No, that's the thing. Like the, the 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 even though like he loves like I mean the fact that he said it's only heroin.
1: Yeah, hashtag only heroin. That is some.
0: You're like what's I want to know what's next for it's this guy. It's only heroin. Yeah, like what's a what's a Saturday night for this guy?
1: Jesus Christ!
0: This guy's fucking. Oh my God, man. Yeah, I mean, I I I don't think it's responsible to even let this kid. I don't even think you could let he this kid be help. that that kid can't be with the dad until that dad is like proven sober for right. like, I mean, that's crazy, man.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. It's only heroin. Oh, my God. Well, you know as funny as that is and a great unacceptable man that is sad and, and that is definitely an unacceptable trifecta so wow I'm glad I saved that one for last yeah
1: just hopefully Derek's being a, a, an influence on the kids yeah I mean that's, at least he's a po- around well I mean dude the a
0: guy's prospect. a positive yeah, the like guy's the, a positive member yeah. of society he's a, you know served in the marine corps Yeah, you know he's got his bachelors his masters the guy's doing it and he's leading
1: by example
0: I love how the, the guy I love how the guy goes it'll only be awkward if you make it awkward I don't know maybe he just bags of heroin laying around the house make fucking awkward things up yeah. Up yeah. a little bit oh my god that's brutal uh all right guys that's unacceptables for the week uh another great week of unacceptables chris great. thanks for you as yeah that was oh, great yeah. um we're we're uh, an hour and 13 in we got a couple more things to cover hope you guys are having a good time um we um will now move on really nothing going on in the world of sports um you know i think i i think i mentioned you know kevin love going to the cleveland uh Cavaliers, I think that that means, uh, if you know, I said with Miller and Ray Allen, that they, they should probably go to the Eastern Conference Finals with that team. Yeah, um, it's,
1: it's still not, it's still up in the air to whether Ray Allen's gonna sign. Like, it's still, I think, he, I think close. last minute
0: he's gonna sign. I think what's gonna happen is he's deciding with his family if he wants to play one more year. Mm-hmm. I think what he's doing is I think he's gonna wait to the very end, and then I think he's gonna take really like almost no money. You think they'll get Sean Marion too? I think they're gonna get Sean Marion, and I think they're gonna get Ray Allen. I think they're gonna to go to the finals. Because I
1: think, I think they got a shot. I mean, you called it. You called LeBron going back about two years ago.
0: Thank you, yeah. thank you, and for fucking that dude. You know, we, we got into it on Burr's podcast. I, yeah. He was like, "Oh, you just tweeted it a week before." Thank you. I heard,
1: I heard that, and I wanted to tweet like you, Burr, and the podcast. Yeah, but I didn't want to be like, oh. but you, call, you've, you've called that. Thank you, and I didn't believe you. Yeah. I, I didn't believe it because I thought that...
0: No, you, got, you were like, I don't think so. And not only you. I mean, I talked to people, like I said, from Cleveland that were like, dude, you're out of your mind. Me and Law had screamed at each other. And I just said... Me and you have had... Me and you were in the car... And me and you had a debate on and I remember that car ride where I was going into the city and me and you talked about it for an hour and I tried to break down why I thought it made the most yeah. sense and you know we we just talked about it. So that guy who was like, Oh, it's bullshit Did call, I think that guy is cool. And that guy seemed like a fan. He didn't like shit on me. He's, he's just, just throwing a little shit. He's he's just throwing some shit. And that, and that's and that's Don't totally put a
1: cool. hit out on him yet, man. No, he's
0: no, no. He, he seemed like a good dude. Yeah. Um I'm excited the NFL's coming in three weeks. Me too. I was Oh, at, you had a, yeah, you know, had a game, right? Yeah, I
1: went to the preseason game, uh my boss gave me I got tickets, got the hookup. It was great, man. It was it was fun like with the seats that we had, we were on the 200 level at the MetLife Stadium. And you get to see—I had never been there—so you get to see like at an angle where. Oh, the seats were good. Yeah, like where the you can see the play develop, and it's fucking beautiful. Like. Oh, uh, that's great. The kid that ran that touchdown. What's the running back? Oh, name? Jennings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, oh, you it, saw that develop? Yeah. yeah oh, that's that's man. cool, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited, man. It's like it's time for the NFL because I feel like after the NBA finals, yeah, um, the only thing that was really big was the World Cup. And yeah. I'm not really that, you know. I mean, I got into it a little bit, but like, it's been a, it's been a while since there's been some kind of, you know. And here's a beautiful thing, I didn't realize this, but October, somebody said October is the greatest month for sports because October is where you have baseball, mm-hmm. basketball starts up. Yeah. Right at the end. Right. And you have and and it's and it's the beginning of the football season. And you got college so football and, and you got college football coming. So yeah. So we're entering now. Yeah. The next month is going to be fun. This is this, it, is, this the, is a good time. These
1: are the these are the golden. This is the golden era. Cause, yeah. Because because you get
0: the World Series and then boom, you're into fucking football and basketball. And basketball is going to be fun this year because there's new Lakers, there's yeah. new Knicks, there's new Celtics. It's like how a are, lot are the of, Lakers
1: going to suck this year? Kobe. <laughs> Is Kobe going to be healthy? Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Are, is, what is Phil Jackson going to do with the Knicks? Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. But, I mean, let's be honest. I think the story of the NBA is Cleveland. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, you know, as much as they say Miami's going to be, our Miami's finished. Uh,
1: They'll be, gonna, I mean, they're going to the, be the decent. The is open, man. You got, so you got, in no particular order, but you've got, you've got Cleveland, you got Indiana. Well, I don't know now after Georgia, Well, you out, got Chicago. You got Chicago. You got the Wizards are, are learning how to win now. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it's going to be, and Miami's up there. Cause they, yeah. You know, Miami
0: will be like, Miami might get a playoff berth, like a seventh or eighth seed or yeah. like a sixth seed. But, you know, all Dwayne Wade's health and all that stuff. But anyway, I'm, I'm into the NBA. A lot of people aren't into it. I'm into it. I'm excited because I,
1: I now got, I have the, I switched to Verizon Files and now I have like the NBA package. And then I have, like, the NBA channel, so I can yeah. see all these games, NFL Network. Yeah. I'm excited, man. Yeah,
0: and you know what, dude? I got to be honest. I think, I know that this sounds absolutely nuts coming from me, but because of my trip to Canada last year because of playing ice hockey because of being able to skate and and, and doing all that stuff I'm, um, and, and the playoffs and stuff with the Rangers mm-hmm. getting far I think I'm gonna get into four I think uh, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna watch hockey too dude
1: well yeah like me hearing hearing uh, bird talk about it on his show yeah. all the time it's a it's a it's a sport that they say that's the best sport to watch live. That's, they say that's the
0: best sport. It's 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 awesome to watch live, but I got to be honest, man. My favorite thing to go to live is um, basketball, and I got to be honest, anything you have decent seats is awesome if you're a sports nut. Yeah, baseball yeah. gets a little. You know what's funny? A lot of people I talk to say the older they get, they the could they watch. They it. could watch baseball. For me, it's opposite. The older I get. I just sitting down and just watching it because I'm, I'm such an NFL fan. I'm such mm-hmm. a basketball fan. That fast-paced moving, And then, like, you know, you just watch a guy methodically pitch and stuff. And don't get me wrong. I love the art of it. I think it's a it's a beautiful game, baseball, man. Watching a guy hit a 95-mile-an-hour home run and a guy being able to place the pitch. It's great. But it's just slow for me, man, right now.
1: Yeah, I, I think you I, – I understand where you're coming from. I mean, I think uh, I think if you're going with the right people to whatever event it is, like, I, I think – I think I'm more along the lines with with you. I mean, I'm going to games when I was a kid with my dad. You're
0: very understanding. <laughs> I, I, I totally understand. My dad,
1: my dad used to take me to Camden Yards in Baltimore.
0: What was it? What was the? I'm oh, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. No, no, no. Oh, no. you, know, you know, what's funny you said that. Is that's where we want to go? Yeah, we want to drive out. No, we want to drive out to Camden Yards and go see a game there. I heard it's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. Like
1: I think. Uh, I think that might be the blueprint for most of the modern
0: stadiums. Yeah, no, because it was like the first one. Yeah. What did the uh, boys to men, uh, uh, old navy jeans? Saturday go? Love my jeans on you. Oh my god! Yeah, man. Dude, that's you know what we in uh, they just did Vegas and I saw some people said that they were great. One of the guys isn't with them.
1: Probably Mike, the, the one the with guys, the bass. The bass. One guy navy. is like,
0: like I guess like.
1: The guy that explains shit that happens in the, song. in the song,
0: but like they said that the other guys are like crushed it.
1: Well, they're super talented dudes. Like, I, <laughs> they are white
0: jeans on. It
1: was just heartbreaking. Cause that's, awful, heartbreaking, man. that's awful, man. That's
0: awful, man. Yeah, that's like when you see like a big star like just step up in like a like a Pizza Hut commercial or something, and it's just it's like, like
1: you talk. And every time I see this, I think of you. Like you weren't even you never done it on stage, but you we were. We're watching a movie and you see all these celebrities in these beer commercials and like Ed Norton was in, oh, the, Norton sick, was in that. Oh, Ed night? Norton was in that
0: Ed Norton was in that Verizon commercial that they tried to make like a movie. Yeah. And But I figured out what's going on and it's apparently from what they're saying is there's no money in Hollywood with movies right. anymore. Well, it's like you know, Mila, Glenn, Glenn Close. Yeah, yeah. Mila Kunis is doing, cool. it's doing, doing, doing a fucking doing doing um, Jameson? What, it, what yeah, was it? Uh, it's a, uh, Jim Beam. Jim Beam like, Some 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 kind of commercial like that uh, or Knob Creek, something. yeah. Um, and uh, Glenn Close is a spokesperson. Yeah. John Goodman is a spokesperson for Dunkin' Donuts. Jeff Bridges is a spokesperson for Hyundai. Yeah, I, th- what these stars are doing now is this voiceover work and this work because movies aren't made in Hollywood the way they once were made, where it was like just these amazing movies like A Wall Street and all. That. Now it's like. They got to keep up with like it went from what did it go from vampires to zombies mm-hmm. to to all kinds of to so just now you know sequels. and then yeah and then a lot of the thing was like slave movies right so yeah. then they kept it to that and now it's gonna what do you say oh now yeah, now sequels remakes 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 with the younger so now these actors got to do something but yeah when I saw Ed Norton and they had like some robot flying and I was like oh is this is gonna be a good movie or something and, and then it was just like get a plan yeah. get some kind of monthly plan I was just like man you know Hollywood's over with that yeah, I mean as a monster actor, you were in primal fear, dog. Oh my god, he was in, he was in American in history. history X. X, that was that was his, that was, amazing. I mean, that was his, that was great, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's that's pretty much it for sports. We'll talk about more stuff as all these uh leagues start going. Um, so we'll get into movies and do plugs and get out of here. Um, movies, well, I didn't see a new one, but I did tell Chris about Enemy. And a lot of the fans of the uh, of TVE were saying to me, Verzi, man, that ending was sick." Or people were saying, "Just saw enemy, what uh, WTF. Like a yeah. lot of people didn't understand. And I told Chris, and I told my brother, my other brother, I told whoever I, I wanted, because Christian, you know, Christian and Chris yeah. know each other. Christian and Chris have been to the movie. We've all Good been dude. to the, yeah. we've all been to the movies together. He says the same about you. Best night,
1: best night that I had with the two of you. Uh, we did uh, bananas in Poughkeepsie, and we went to Double O Grill, and we bought all those appetizers. Oh, you love oh, Double God. O Grill! I want to go back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to book a gig there. Christian, so bad. like you
0: said, Christian is just so supportive. You were saying that before he's the just show. Supportive like, no, he's, 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 just, he's just a cool, supportive brother. But like he's and 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 my little brother will tell you this. My brother Christian, dude, my older brother. His fucking sense of humor. He's so funny. Yeah. He is so funny. Like he just has it in like a different way. Where like I don't know, like the performing, you know. But he's just that subtly funny, great sense of humor, and like he'll come out to shows and we just laugh and cry. Did I smoke smoking weed with my older brother? Dude, when he cries is really a great time. But um, so I told him and I told you. I said if you watch Enemy you got to go to this YouTube clip afterwards. It's about 24 minutes, and it's this guy that breaks it down every scene, scene by scene, but he does it in 24 minutes. He makes it completely make sense, and it will explain the ending. It will explain the spiders. It will explain you know a lot of things going on in the movie. Now, when you saw the movie, did you – because I felt like I knew 80% of it. I don't want to give anything away on the yeah. show, but when you watched the movie – I felt like I knew 80% of what was going on, but I didn't know a lot that that guy told me. Did you feel the same way? Watching
1: it, uh, I felt like he he confirmed some of my thoughts, especially right. the scene uh, where he yeah. goes to see his mom. Right. And you're just like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely... you. It's if you have Amazon Prime, you can check it out for free. Yeah, uh, I got it on demand for on like demand. four. I got it on like
0: demand f- for like four ninety five. It's worth it. But but you know, without giving it away again, it's Jake Gyllenhaal who crushes it. Mm-hmm. But he plays this kind of history teacher living a kind of whatever life, and he watches a movie, and he notices that a character like a bellhop in the movie uh, doesn't look like him, but like is identical to him. Like it's not just a look alike. Like he he thinks it's him and uh and then he kind of goes on this thing trying to figure it out so i would watch it um it's got a lot of stuff and i and, and again i said this before every word and it matters you would you agree pay attention yeah you yeah. have to you turn every, off your phone every word matters everything he says matters and it will come it will come to pass and then you know watch the debunking but uh and and now i haven't seen anything new you said you saw
1: i saw guardians of the galaxy last week it's getting good reviews though it, it was good uh Another thing about nerds uh, speaking <laughs> <laughs> speaking in hyperbole. Uh, the, I heard a lot of people say better than Star Wars, like the what? the original. Like I guess what what would it be four, five, and six? Now, like Star the original, Wars, the like original like, like like
0: Star Wars Empire like, and Jedi. Yeah. I
1: I would say maybe, and I was talking to a coworker about this. He said. It's their generations, like the new generations, Star Wars, but it ain't better than Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a comic book that not that many people talked about until they
0: until the movie until came until that out. movie. Came well, see out. my problem is this, dude, when I see like a a, a walking, talking raccoon and shit, yeah, like it's hard. You know, it's it's, it's, it's hard. Yeah, like man, you know, well, I mean, like I get listen. But then again, you could say, well, "What about Chewbacca?" But I was a baby when she. Well, like it's just suspension. <laughs> you know? It's suspension of disbelief, right? I mean,
1: you go into a movie like you kind of expect. Like I, I went to go see it, and I, I I like to see I love movies, so people are talking about it. You want to see what the big blockbuster has? And, to offer. and
0: and listen, people can give me shit because I was interested in four turtles that mutated and have a rat as their leader. But it's but in my defense, in my defense, that story is kind of like okay, how did they become? I know I know it sounds crazy. That I'm even trying to justify, it, but a human dude touches some kind of nuclear glue, goo. He turns into something. A rat is near him. He turns into a rat. The turtles mutate, and you have a story. I was little. I figured, what would they do with it now? When I just saw, I, I'm not a comic book guy, but when I saw a raccoon talking, and um, took you out of, it. you know, yeah, and then like a like man made a tree bark and shit. And like I was just kind of like, you know what? I would have to have seen. I would have have to read the comic book. I gotta tell you, I watched the cartoon. I mean, I watched a commercial, and when I saw. The raccoon holding a gun on his shoulder, and he made like a wise ass comment. I was like, I-, I can't do it.
1: It's a, it's a, actually a good movie. Like it has, it has a little bit of heart to it. There was it, was, it was some funny parts. It was some sweet parts. It's just a overall fun movie. Raccoon get rabies and shit in it. No, he didn't get rabies. Yeah. No, but I mean, it was, it was fine. And it, it was. I actually because uh, I went to see it before I had a show. Yeah, I was sort of a, a slave to the time. Oh yeah, so, yeah. So like I had to, I saw it in. 3d and the fake imax uh where it was it's not official imax but they make you pay 18 you're paying 18 yeah. bucks for the shit uh i enjoyed it man like i enjoyed like the 3d the scale of the movie it was I, it was a good it was a good time
0: yeah yeah okay well yeah. hey listen Um, I've gone into movies with super, super low expectations and it happens to be great and fun and that's it. I mean, I've watched, I've I've taken my, my son to movies where I'm like, that was great. Loved, absolutely loved How to Train My Dragon 2 and then we watched the first one, but I thought those were great. Did you see that or not? No, just the first one. Did you like it? I enjoyed it. I liked it. The second one's better. Okay. The second one's a lot better and they were saying that. So, uh, again, I mean, that's about a kid training dragons. So, but you know, anyway. That's cool. Should go check it out. I mean, you intrigued me to see it now. It's like, right. listen, I may get some fucking Sour Patch Kids and a Diet Coke and go watch that shit. I don't know. Yeah,
1: it's it's a good time, man. Uh, yeah, it's fine.
0: Um, all right, guys. Well, we are. This is perfect timing. Um, this is an hour and a half show this week with my. special... By the way, dude, great job, as always. Thanks for having. We me, always Paul. have a fun. Yeah. We always have a fun, good laugh. Um, everybody, thank you for the Unacceptables. Um, another reason why Chris is here on the show this week is because uh, you have a big show The Breakout Artist Show at Caroline's which I remember I did I'm trying to think when I did it
1: 1988
0: I, I, no I think I did it in we're in 14 now I might have done it in like 9 or 10 okay um, I, yeah I might have done it in 9 or 10 but uh, Caroline's on Broadway one of the best most famous comedy clubs in the world um, on on Broadway you know in Times Square and Broadway they
1: say the neon lights up <laughs> bright on Broadway you're, you're doing that yeah, just just
0: don't talk about jeans I'm not um, that's a uh, whatever that's no that's the that's the, fucking, a the fucking the the, fucking, the fucking Broadway yeah. Yeah, don't try to don't try to beef it up now like fucking don't try to man it up now hey uh, man you gotta let it out sometime but <laughs> <laughs> they say the neon no so um Chris is going to be headlining Caroline's on Broadway on, uh, what day is it? a Wednesday?
1: Uh, Tuesday, September 2nd, the day after Labor Day. Tuesday
0: night, September 2nd, the day after Labor Day. 7.30 p.m. 7.30 p.m. at Caroline's. I can tell you guys this. I met Chris two years ago at Levity Live. Uh, he was just a young buck. No, he, uh, he was, you know, he was, he was funny and good then. And then where he came in a year is uh is great and everybody that i know that sees him outside of me is like dude chris is getting better Matt Arise loves you um you know people want to work with you um you know burr told you good job when you opened oh, for yeah. burr you opened yeah. for burr that time we did that uh, we did that benefit so
1: i call that my make a wish moment
0: <laughs> yeah so chris is really really funny and Thanks, uh man. he'll be headlining um the the second so and this yep. is, and you waited for this talk about that for a second
1: yeah this was something that uh, they had asked me to do it uh, for quite some time they kept throwing dates at me and I it just felt like I wasn't ready I think part of it was That's smart too. yeah like part of it was a little bit of fear part of it was just not feeling like I was ready and then uh, last year I did a uh, some road work and I felt like I was starting to feel good about it I had encouragement from friends like you. Uh, no no, number of other people that i respect and i said you know what i'm gonna i need to do it yeah and uh yeah i've uh just been working at it running uh the sets wherever i can uh i stopped eating candy and sweets uh to uh just prepare myself that's going into a prize fight good for you man i'm treating it like it's a special i'm gonna have uh and have somebody tape it. I got three good, strong comics. Who's opening, opening for you? Uh, I have uh, Courtney Farrington out of DC, and I have uh, uh, Gordon Baker Bone. Oh, Gordon! Funny, I know Gordon. Yeah, yeah, funny. really funny guy. And I have a guy by the name of Andrew Short hosting the show. Like all, all beasts, all strong comics that are gonna uh, make the show. It's not. It's not any bullshit where it's like. Uh, three shitty con- two, three shitty comics, and then I'm gonna be the star. These are guys that are gonna make me work. Uh, that's so, great, and that's yeah. that's
0: smarter to do. and and you know, I know in you, you're prepared, you'll be ready. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter cause you're just funny. You have funny jokes and uh, and you've been getting better and better. and uh, so that's great, man. So congratulations on the show. So everybody, that's Tuesday. September second, day after Labor Day, seven thirty p.m. Caroline's on Broadway. Go check out, Chris. You know what? I'm gonna come down. You know what I'll try to do is, uh, well, I don't know when my dates are coming in, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'll just make that a night to go down, work some material if I'm off, yeah. or if I don't get anything, um, I'll come down, check you out, and support it. So come down, man, and uh, oh,
1: and uh, the the use the coupon code Breakout. For uh, cheap tickets, uh, regular price are like. $16. And you do 50. that online, right? Yeah, you do it online when you buy them. Uh, Five fifty. This was it carolines.com. Yeah, carolines.com. Uh, How much?
0: Five fifty.
1: Five fifty if you use the code breakout.
0: There you go. Five fifty. Go to carolines com Go to the breakout show and just use the uh, code word breakout, and you could get tickets to Chris's show. So, definitely do that. Uh, yeah, congratulations on that. Thanks, Knock man. that out of the park, Thank man. You. Go check that out, everybody. And uh, what can I say? Um, this has been episode 172. Oh, and Good to- oh, go ahead.
1: I have a podcast also. Oh, yes. Oh, by the way, yeah. yeah. That Paul was a guest on the Mundane Festival podcast. It's on iTunes and Stitcher and Podbean. Paul's been a guest. I'm uh, going to have him back on soon.
0: Yeah, we did was. that. We it. did that. Yeah, man. I remember you were talking about getting a podcast and I was like you should definitely do it. And yeah. now you've been, how many episodes you been in now?
1: Uh uh, 79 is up right now so 80 is coming the episode Jerry Rice is coming in about a week there you go and yeah. that's
0: a, that's the a thing man about Chris's podcast uh, like you know Chris is really into the arts he's into movies so he talks about all kinds of stuff that he experiences and it's actually kind of similar to what I do here yeah. on the Verzi Effect where it's just no bullshit just sits there talks about what's going on and uh, talks to his fans directly so check out the Mundane Festival uh, Chris Lamberth, and uh, you should actually spell your name for them so they get it. You know these,
1: Chris C H R I S Lamberth, L L-A-M A M is in Mary B E R T H like a lamb giving birth.
0: And I do without the eye. Yes, and I do want to say that um, I can't I can't believe, dude the fe- the feedback. Like I never would have thought. Like, and I don't know if you're getting this with your podcast, and I'm sure you are as as time goes on. But like. It, the, the amazing thing about podcasts is these things are touching people in like, like somebody from Belgium was like, uh-huh. Hey man. And then somebody from New Zealand and Croatia and fucking, and all of a sudden like each week or every other week, it's some other country, yeah. South Africa, Japan. And these people are listening and they're like sending unacceptables and they're just into it. So, um, I don't really understand. um, why somebody doesn't have a podcast, but, you know, like Will Farrell said in Wedding Crashers, more for you and me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it it's it doesn't make any sense, but it it really is amazing of it. Uh you know, it's amazing what it can do. So, um, thank you guys for listening. This has been the Versey Effect Podcast, episode one seventeen, with special guest Chris Lamberth. Uh thank you guys for your unacceptable submissions. Keep them coming. I will read them next week. Um great job with that. And um That's it, man. I will talk about a movie if I watch one, but you know, whatever, uh, whatever's going on. So in the meantime, enjoy your week. I will talk to you guys episode 173 from my vacation hotel, uh, cause my family and I will be going on vacation from Monday to Friday. So, uh, that's it. I will talk to you guys then take care.